Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, joined today by my co-host, Father David Tickerhoof. And we just want to let you know, reminding you again, our books are up on Amazon, Father David's book, Evangelizing Catholic Culture, and my book's More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma and Fearless Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. And to contact us about human and spiritual integration workshops, healing missions, and trauma therapy, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com. Today, we're actually going to go back and continue with the virtue series. We're picking up today with wrath and anger being the capital sins, as opposed to the cardinal virtues of meekness, or in some places it says patience. And so before we do this, I'm just going to lay this out there because, you know, our emotions are a gift from God and anger is one of our emotions. And yet it's listed in some places as a capital sin. So let's think about as we're going through this podcast, the scripture from Ephesians, where we're told be angry, but sin not. So you see, there's a distinction there between the emotion of anger and acting out of anger, because the emotion of anger, actually, quite frankly, Father David, you've heard me say this a number of times. I look at um, the emotion of anger as kind of a, a red flag that somebody's crossed my boundaries or those of somebody I really care about, right? So anger can can be a good indicator that a boundary has been crossed. So feeling that feeling can can be a gift from the Lord. It can put us onto an awareness that that something's going on and that we need to be attentive to and setting a boundary. And yet at the same time, we can do it in a way that is not an expression of the anger. That's not a, a wrathful, taking wrathful action. So welcome, Father David. So glad to be able to chat with you about this. Such an important stuff, you know, as we look at how do we do these things in ways that honor growth and holiness and also coming from a whole perspective, a whole human person perspective. Well, thank you, Margaret. I'm glad to be with you today. And uh, I was just thinking as you were talking about the di- distinction between the anger as, as a sin, wrath, and uh, and basically the emotion. Uh, it's frequent. We, we experience anger frequently because we we uh, we have some derivatives like for example that when when we feel irritated or we feel irritated or upset or pre- or something happens right away that is negative in our life or that is uh, you know hurting in our life we experience it so you know we live with it it's with us all the time it's it has different forms and expressions and and it is it's an emotion that god has given us to use 
to really focus, uh, be able to guide us and focus us on the truth. It warns us and alerts us when things around us are not going right. It gives us uh, inspiration and it feeds into us getting things done when we tend to slough off or be lazy, those kind of things. So, you know, all these emotions that we're talking about in this series work together in the human personality and the human person. And and uh, the idea is for us to be aware of that mentally. And when we have a clear mind, when our minds renewal, we pick up on these things right away and they become, uh, it becomes uh, 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 progressive for us and it becomes productive in the, in the realms of grace as we grow in Christian maturity. Yeah, that's, it's so true. You know, the emotions really are a gift from, from the Lord. You know, there's as a, as a counselor, as a therapist, a trauma therapist, you know, so often what we as counselors would talk about, even as indicators of health in someone is that they're able to experience what we would call, there's the psychological term a full range of emotions, right? Yeah. Not just stuck mm-hmm. in happy, 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 or not just yeah. stuck in angry or, or, you know, negative or anxiety or whatever the case might yeah. be. We're able to experience them all because they're all a gift and they all indicate different things to us, you know, basically information. Um, you know, I think that we can really experience them as a gift when we remind ourselves that there's still an I of me that's having the emotion. I am not the emotion, right? Yes. <laughs> that's it's a good not, point. I feel, therefore I am, right? Yeah. That is not, that is not what it is. It's, there's actually a, a me that then has an emotion that, that um, kind of rises up and I go, oh, if it's fear, maybe there's something to be cautious about. Oh yeah, there's, look, there's oncoming traffic. I shouldn't step out into the road, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I can experience that fear and then adjust myself accordingly. And yet Mm -hmm. the fear doesn't have to rule me. You know, I don't have to cower and go hide behind my car. I can cross the street, but I, I can be attentive to that emotion and then be cautious Mm -hmm. and step out when it's, when the coast is clear, you know? So it's kind of the same thing with, with anger as we're talking about it, letting ourselves experience that, even though sometimes it's, it's not super comfortable to experience it. And, and yet it's important because sometimes mm-hmm. it does indicate a boundary has been crossed or um, of mine or of somebody I care about. And, or maybe there's an injustice that's taken place. And so there's a response that's required of me. And that's where the um, cardinal virtue of patience or meekness can yeah. really be tapped into, right? So that we can make that response in a way that is the most productive and fosters connection instead of disrupts connection. Yes. Right. See that the I is the controlling center. That's right. And in terms of grace, this the spirit of God working in us for self-control. So the I does the choices and makes a choice to not to express it, not to do it or to enhance it or things like that. But when we when we when we get it like for if a person is in in is uh, does not identify the the uh, their identity 
with the emotion, they run into trouble, like the happy, happy, happy. You know, the happy, happy, happy is addicted to always feeling happy. And when they don't feel happy, they they freak out or they do crazy things. Or sometimes they just stuff it. Just stuff stuff those feelings until it becomes like a sinkhole that they fall into in their life. You know, they have no idea how they got there. Yeah. And so if they stuff it, then... They're, they're always doing things that sometimes are even irrational at times to get that feeling of happiness back again, because that's when they feel secure. When they don't have that, they feel insecure. Right. So there's there's that whole need for growing and maturing and how you use the emotion of anger and applying it in your life and not seeing it as an enemy, but seeing as a tool God has given us in creating who we are to enable us to really grow and develop both humanly and spiritually, human and spiritual integration. So we have to integrate the the feeling and emotion of anger in into our spiritual focus so that the person of I is the one who really, in a sense, handles the choices and decisions about how we use our anger. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a good friend of mine, um, she used to have, I don't know if she still does, but on her email, she under her, her signature, you know, you can put a little quote up there. And she used to have a little quote up there. I don't think she had it cited who the quote was from. So maybe, maybe she herself may, you know, maybe it was her own thought, but it said, faith in God implies faith in his timing. And I just, I think that has a lot to do when we think about the cardinal virtue of patience that that can balance off that anger, because Mm -hmm. a lot of times we can be angry because something's not happening in my timing, you know, and yet faith in God implies faith in his timing. And if we keep that foremost in our minds, then Mm. it, it orders rightly like our own self-perception and our own perception of, you know, what I think is good, what I think is right, what I think should happen and when I think it should happen. And, and if that's, um, when that's under the, the, under God's Lordship, then I can, it's ordered rightly. Right. And then I can respond in meekness, even though something doesn't suit my taste, oh, you know, it doesn't suit my preference though. So instead yeah. of, so I can feel a sense of frustration about that, right. In, mm-hmm. in my person. And yet the eye of me can then choose to order that frustration that I know can be coming from how that things aren't happening the way I want them. And I see them and I think they should be. And then I can respond out of a from a place of meekness because of yeah. what being connected to the Lord, right. Being connected right. to him yeah. in terms of trusting that his wisdom is far greater than my wisdom. His understanding of how things need to happen is, is the truth. My understanding could be all different flavors of, you know, cattywampus yeah. and screwed up. And so it's that connection to God that um, knowing that, that he has chosen me, that he knows me perfectly and values me completely and then protects me and provides for me within his boundaries. That's where we can have the, the, the peace to be able to 
rely on, on him and his provision, um, and his protection instead of letting whatever might happen in a given day, make our porcupine quills pop out, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the scripture would be angry, but sin not. So actually maturity means handling your emotion of anger in a positive and constructive way so that you can deal with the issues that that have caused the anger and the feeling of the emotion and doing it in a responsible, mature way that's really rooted in grace and then moves us forward. And then we make the choices in of how to handle that in relationships or in situations where we're getting frustrated or impatient. And, and so, so does meekness play a role in this? Absolutely. Meekness. uh, One definition of meekness is having a, 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 a gentle quality in our heart, a quality of life. And so when we have, when we relate in meekness, even though we're feeling anger, it's strength under control. That's right. Strength under control. A beautiful. And so it then, then our anger leads to contributing to our development and maturing in our relationships with others, with ourselves, and with the Lord. And grace is all at the center of that. The Holy Spirit is all at the center of that, working that all out. And, and it's for us to learn how to mature and, and understand that so that we we use a positive approach to our feeling of anger and we develop a, the, the virtue of meekness so that the identity, the self, is in control of how we handle and deal with our emotion. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that control a little bit. So what are we can, I guess what, as you're sharing that, cause totally right. Right. It's like, okay, strength under control. My, my strength can be under my control and I can use it to, to beat somebody up. It could, right. Yeah. It's not a, not a good choice. Right. So, but, but as a virtue, the virtue of meekness would be strength under our control to submit ourselves to to the lordship of Jesus and to his will and to his way of doing things yeah. in a situation right yeah, to righteous living that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's amazing yeah. because when you think about it um you know i think so often meekness can be misunderstood um i think if somebody's meek Unfortunately, a lot of times they can be misperceived as weak and it's anything but that, right? It's that, that same intensity and power that, that we can feel when, when we feel that wrath or anger and yet how much more powerful when it's under control, you know, instead of just like, you've probably seen, you know, you can imagine like a pipe that's burst or something and water's just kind of spewing out every which way. Or you can control that and and have it all focused down at like a fire hose, right? And then how much more powerful yeah. that is than just like it's going off everywhere, you know, coming out in all directions. There's really I, loses I had a its good ex- power, you know. Good example of that is re- a little while back, a, a friend of mine, and they were out out for supper doing something, and they came home. And they turned on the lights and there was water all over the floor and a pipe under the sink had broken and everything. Now, the reason I bring it up, normally this person's 
emotional disposition would be to freak out <laughs> and to go into a kind of a frizzy and say all kind of things they probably shouldn't say. <laughs> I was impressed when when uh, she described what she felt when she saw that water going through the rugs in her living room and everything else. And she was calm and peaceful and wow. understood they had insurance. Okay. Okay. And the insurance, you know, the, the insurance. Yeah. Uh, so they weren't worried in that sense, but they were about the damage, but she handled it in such a mature and a con constructive way because she knew that in the end this was going to work to the betterment of uh of uh getting things taken care of for, for renovation huh? yeah oh yeah i was i mean I, normally it wouldn't have gone that way at all believe me <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah you know it's such a so i figured that she was working under grace yeah well, it's such I, a my little bit of human spiritual integration going on there you yeah. know yeah it's such a beautiful <laughs> metaphor for for us, how we can be when anything happens, right? Because we we could go to the freaking out for, oh my gosh, that's how much destruction, whatever, could mm -hmm. be in my life. Or we can go, wait, I have the divine insurance plan yeah. that God is for me and he's going to use this for my good. There's something, um, some good that he's going to bring yeah. out of this that I wasn't even aware I needed. Wow. Life can, life is going to be so much better than I even think it, what thought it was, you know, before I noticed this leak. <laughs> so well, let me, let me continue the example here. Yeah, sure, what, sure. what was the outcome of this? Well, they had insurance and they're both older and they're both sort of thinking of, of downsizing and looking to maybe even moving or selling the house. Well, they had an insurance and the insurance company come in. They worked for, I think a month doing all kinds of, uh, oh, they doing all wow. kinds of things, getting their house ready to sell it, even That's though they awesome. had no That's awesome. That's totally God's prepare so that they could move on if they need to do that. Yeah. See, How God wonderful. works in many different ways. That's awesome. You know? Holy angels of bursting pipes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's yeah, great. So. That's great. Yeah. Such a good example of like when we feel that, instant of where you know it feels like smoke's coming out of your ears you know and you feel so mm -hmm. we can feel so angry that kind of checking ourselves using instead that um that the intensity of that to kind of uh set off a, an alarm in my head going wait like if i'm losing my peace and pieces from the lord i'm losing perspective his perspective yeah. so so focusing ourselves back on the divine insurance plan, yeah. <laughs> right? Insurance, yeah. That's a, this whole business of uh, anger, it's good to know that frequently, almost always, uh, when when you're angry, you know, something, there's, there's fear going on. Well, I'm wondering, what's that relationship to fear, to anger? Because a lot of times people act out of anger because they're really acting out of a fear or something. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, you know, I've noticed as a as a therapist, it seems like um, when we feel a sense of threat, just like porcupine quills, that's kind of why I went to that analogy. You know, it's when an animal feels threatened that they go on the defensive, you know, and that's a defense for a porcupine is shoot a quill at whatever the predator might be or <clears throat> human being or whoever, whatever, whatever is it, whatever it is that's um, sparking that sense of fear. Right? right. And I think we can tend to do the same thing. We feel 
that sense of fear and we go to, I'm somehow being threatened and we can, you know, kind of blow up Mm -hmm. in terms of words or actions or flailing about or whatever, yelling and that kind of thing as a way of, because we feel like we need to defend ourselves. And I think that's, you know, it's kind of back to the insurance plan. I see the insurance plan is kind of like the provision, you know, God's provision for those people that you were mentioning that he provides for, for all of us. And so when we have that sense of I'm somehow threatened and I have to take care of myself and I'm not going to be okay. No, like we're within God's boundaries with mm-hmm. his, within his protection and provision. And he's perfectly going to protect and provide for us. And so that fear can be instead of going to self-reliance where I need to rely on myself, I need to explode. I need to get angry. I need to make the enemy go away instead trusting in God's protection, his provision. When I feel that fear, you know, so that then I can respond in meekness. If we, uh, in a sense, if we have a, uh, an anger, if we, uh, against ourselves, you know, so many people beat up on themselves and they do damage and they need healing and they're from their hurts and everything because the fear they, they, they're uncomfortable with who they are and the least little thing triggers their fear and then they get angry at whatever the obstacles obstacles are and if they are the obstacle they end up doing some unholy things they don't recognize that they have been mm. chosen by god and they're beloved by him and he knows them and values them and then they beat up on themselves and they lose grace and they damage themselves psychologically mm-hmm. what do you yeah. think of that i i totally agree i think it's that's why so important the you know what i've said before that can sound i I always think it man it sounds terrible until you really understand it but it really is like the connection to ourself is so important even in terms of how much we can connect to the lord right because what's received is received according to the mode of the receiver so if i make some harebrained move in a given moment and then it doesn't turn out well. And I go to anger at myself and beating myself up. It's going to be really difficult for me to connect to God and to plug into if I'm, if I've now suddenly taken on a mindset that I'm not lovable because I did such a stupid thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it really requires me to hold myself in that place of I'm lovable and my value does not come from making a a great choice, you know, mm-hmm. every choice being a, the perfect choice, you know, and so, and I'm still lovable. And because then it's way easier to believe that God loves me, right? Than if I think mm-hmm. I'm just not even lovable. Well, how, how am I supposed to connect to the fact that God, God loves me? You know, it's yeah. like, it's two <laughs> totally contradictory ideas. So really is like our connection to ourself is so yeah. crucial and see that whole notion of you know meekness uh one definition i saw was a uh, an inner quality of the heart that's kind of related to mercy and the beatitudes mm-hmm. it's a quality of feeling spiritually and emotionally good about yourself you know and it's a quality in the in the heart where 
there's an even keel mm-hmm. and a, a spirit of encouragement, a spirit of uh, a, a sense of well-being. And so you can, in a difficult situation where other people are freaking out, you can you can practice the virtue of meekness because you have the quality, the grace of, of the Lord, the spiritual grace of the Lord, and you can handle difficult situations without damaging yourself or even damaging others by uh, using negative things to try to handle the situations. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. So important for us to um, to stay connected to ourself. It's almost like the I of me that we were talking about before needs to take those truths that I know from the Lord and really let those truths um, like form my way of thinking, renew my mind, (laughs) if you will. I know you love that scripture. So let those truths renew my mind so that even if I feel something different, like a sense of frustration with myself, that the eye of me is holding to the truth that I'm lovable. You know, it kind of, it's almost Mm -hmm. like being a little minute, being a little missionary to your heart, you know, and like taking those truths from the Lord and like, you know, ministering them to, to our hearts as we hold on to the truth and throughout the frustrations of a day, you know, I'll give you a good example was recently uh, I lost my glasses, which is becoming more frequently, but, and I looked all over the place. And so I prayed for them and I had a sense, a good, uh, positive spiritual sense if i trusted in the lord i'd find my glasses so anyhow this goes on now this been going on a couple weeks and one of our older brothers passed away just a couple about a week ago and uh, i'm thinking you know so i was walking down by the office and uh the thought went through my well you never checked in the office to see so uh, if your glasses were turned in by somebody mm-hmm. so i went into the office and there was sitting on the on the table was this the brother who passed away was his glass case and she the the woman that was there was trying to be very helpful and she's looking around she said i don't see she's in she opened up the glass case there were two sets of glasses <laughs> In the one case, in the one set of glass was my glasses. Oh, my goodness. And what he sat close to me in the chapel, and he was always, you know, he picking things up, and he didn't realize he picked my glasses up that oh I had laid by and put in the case. And I found oh, my, my So goodness. meekness in the process of the search right. was barely blessed by the Lord God. That's, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's yeah that's a good example that's a really good example yeah because if you'd started beating yourself up it would have been totally unjustified anyways yeah. right yeah. because yeah right because brother what, like picked him up because you can't control yeah yeah you, yeah your glasses are lost you know yeah so yeah. you know god has his ways of working and even the little things of life you know right right yeah, yeah i think when if we're addicted to we're addicted to happy, 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 and don't let ourselves be in touch with that anger and that sinkhole opens up. We can find ourselves really sidelined, you know, in terms of now all of a sudden I feel miserable. I don't even know what it's about, you know, and, and quite possibly that could account for a lot of depression that people end up experiencing. Oh yeah, I agree. 
because social media tends to um, put this, you know, if you're constantly on Facebook, Instagram, all these social media things, you're looking at, you know, people only put the happy things out there that most often that's what people post is here's how beautiful my family is. And here's how wonderful my vacation was. And here's what a great dinner I had. And it's just all happy, happy, happy. And so then we can end up feeling like every moment of our life needs to be blissful, you mm -hmm. know, and kind of, kind of, um, become kind of a, addicted to that. Yeah. And then, but all of a sudden I'm feeling depressed and, and where's that come? I don't even know where that's coming from because I've so shut down the difficult emotions when they naturally came up instead of letting myself mm -hmm. feel them and respond to them appropriately so they could be gone, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I know anger is also an area, maybe you can say a, a word about this, but it's also an area where Satan can really attack us, right? Satan can attack our emo emotions and really get us worked up. So could you say something about well, well, yeah, warfare, but, and I'll make it brief, really brief, but this is why the spiritual gift of discernment of spirits, which is in Corinthians, is so important. Because we, we, in a sense, in all situations of life, we're cooperating with grace as we go through our daily chores and things like that. So we need to be able in a hold a spirit of discernment so we know, because sometimes like... If you lose, like losing the glasses, if I get very, you know, upset about it and I start getting down on myself, then Satan steps in and he says, yep, yep, that you're not even worth, you can't find your glasses. You're just <laughs> coming an old jerk. That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's working in that. And it's not just my own feelings and fears of the loss of the glasses, but it's compounded by his deception and his lie and his and and before you know it, I'm getting depressed, and somebody comes by, and I I don't even say hello to them, and they say something, I just you know ignore them, and all this has happened because in the in the mix of it all, I haven't been aware that I need to call when I'm in those kind of situations, I call upon the power of the blood of Jesus. And it's the power of the blood. I clean the territory. I take authority over that. And with the blood of Jesus, I clean the territory so that my own feelings and God's grace and everything are happening in a good way. And when and sometimes, especially people that are particularly prone or have opened themselves to allowing uh, Satan or evil spirits to work in their life, they live a miserable life. They need a real cleansing by the power of the blood. Uh, so that they can balance the discernment and know what's coming from them and 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 making good choices and being uh, being healthy in their connection to others by integrating their human and spiritual integration in in their in their, in their inner life of grace and their emotions so that's a real thing i mean that that's a part of spiritual warfare that's why a christian that is a mature christian really learns how to d discern those things and practice spiritual warfare when he, he or she gets a sense that there's a little bit of demonic stuff operating here. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's like um, <clears throat> the voice with which we speak to ourselves can really either become a doorway for grace if it's a voice of love and compassion with which we're speaking to ourselves, or if it's a voice of self-condemnation, it really can become a doorway for the evil one. Right. Right. It's mm -hmm. really, really amazing how our connection yeah. to ourself can become a doorway for either. You yeah. know? 
And so that's why gentleness isn't a soft virtue. It's a, a, a person that is genuinely gentle is can be very strong in their relating to themselves and to others. And and so gentleness just feeds right into being meek, meek and humble of heart. Mm-hmm. And that's connected to humility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they, they come together, you know, uh, meek and humble of heart. So then humility is not a, a weak milk toast kind of, you know, you can push somebody off. Then genuine humility is centered in truth, and it's the truth that sets us free. And we have healthy integration of grace and our own understanding and discernment. We make good choices. Now, we're not always perfect, and we're going to make mistakes, and it's a matter of growing in maturity. It's not a matter of uh, of us. It's a matter of our cooperation with the Lord, uh, discerning correctly what's going on inside us and what's what we're relating to, and really projecting an attitude of meekness or gentleness that is really... People pick up on it, and they're attracted to that. And it's a good virtue to develop if you're going to do evangelization. Mm, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. It's good stuff, Father David. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's so beautiful to see how, you know, I so sadly, I think a lot of times um, good, devout people can be sp- suspicious of all things psychological, or unfortunately, sometimes in the psychological world, counselors and, and mental health professionals um, can cannot understand what the spiritual has to do with, with mental health. And yet they just, they're so interwoven. It's, they're just, they go, you know, hand in glove. I mean, it, they're both within us, you know, we're human and yet we're spiritual. Yeah. So it's so um, obvious, really. It really is. It really yeah. is. <laughs> so, Thank you. That's for... not the way uh, some counselors look at it. They try to separate that out and they d- ignore the spiritual stuff completely. And so then their their advice is going to be limited. Right. Well, the same thing, good, for, it, same thing for ministers, right? A lot of times, oh, yeah. like not understanding where the, what is psychology, how can it serve or help in any kind of way? Right. Yeah. Really takes both so they, wholeness and holiness. Wholeness yeah. and holiness, right? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Um, would you like, would you be willing to offer a prayer for our listeners for the, for graces of gentleness and meekness? That might be a good way to wrap up. Sure. We could, we could do that. Father, we really rejoice in the gift of your son, Jesus, and that you have given us through the Paschal mystery, his death and resurrection, the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, dying to our false self and leading to our true self, the true self of meekness, mercy, strength, goodness, and all of the things you provide for us and protect us. And I we pray for everybody that's listening to today and anybody that would be listening to our presentation. Dear Lord, I just pray for the gift of discernment to enter the center of their soul, 
our soul, and give us the spiritual ability and the human intelligence to recognize when things are coming from human disturbances or they're coming from demonic deception, lies, presence in, in, uh, in our lives, or are trying to get us in, in, in to believe that we're unworthy or not lovable. Lord, I just pray that you give every person that's listening to us an infusion of your gentle love and mercy and meekness and truth and love in their mind to themselves, to you, Lord, and to one another, that they may move forward in maturity and in human spirit, human and spiritual integration in their situations that they're currently involved in and moving forward to the good things that God has for them. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father David. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share, and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.